Nigel, why so many, do you think, for this game? Well, Steve Hansen spoke a lot after the second test in Wellington about risk versus reward. Do they try and stick and get a little bit of continuity or do they try and give players opportunities? They appear to have gone for the latter um, in, in certain areas. We've seen the change with Frizzell coming into the loose forwards along with Artie Sarvia, Sam Kane dropping out of the squad, giving him uh, a week off. Um, and then you look at the back line again, you know, going with a new midfield combination. You had to make a change at first five anyway because your first choice guy isn't there because he's got concussion issues as well and then tweaking the back three. So it's about getting game time for some opportunities for others. It's this risk versus reward, supposedly. But I think the simple fact is, is they have in the past, when they have gone up in the series, they have made changes for that third and final test. I think we've seen that with the exception of the uh, Lions last year where the changes were mainly forced by injury. Um, so for mine, you know, I think they're keeping a little bit to type here with what they've done in the third test when you look back historically over the selection group. Nigel, there are a lot of Highlanders in this team, a clutch on them, a fair swathe almost. Uh, is that just coincidence, or do you believe it is to do with the knowledge of that stadium and how quickly it plays? Oh, I, I think it's probably just a little bit of a little bit of coincidence. I mean, people have been screaming out for me that that Wysocki Naholo should have been starting on the right wing and Ben Smith have been at fullback anyway, and that's been from the first test and they never played that in Dunedin. So uh, I think it's more of a case of that's just the way it's rolled. I mean, I think it's quite interesting, Sharon Frizzell getting the start. Would he have got the start if a, a Jordan Taufua mm. had been fit? Um, so I have a tendency to think that you know has it got anything to do with the fact that they're playing in Dunedin? No, because I don't think there'd be too many players who wouldn't be absolutely keen to, to go into a match knowing that they've got a controlled environment to be able to play their rugby in, that weather will not be a factor for them at any point. I don't think that's just exclusive to people that play for the Otago or, or the Highlanders. Sonny Bill Williams has been named to start alongside um... Jack Goodhue Jack in the Goodhue. midfield. And we, we were thinking maybe this could be the biggest midfield combination in terms of size and bock that we've seen, Nigel. Did Sonny Bill talk? Do you think he said to Steve, look, you know what, man, just give me a game? Has he talked his way in? No, I don't think so. I think he's just he's just recovered his way in. I mean, this is a guy who was meant to be on the shelf for nearly six weeks. He's come in. I mean, Sonny's always in quite magnificent nick. He sounds like he's in a, a entered a very different phase of his life with the way he talks. He's a lot more philosophical and seems to be very relaxed and mellow at the moment. You know, and so he, he just appears to be in a really, really good state. By all accounts, been training the house down. It's a, it's a great-looking combo. I think it's a, a mid, midfield combination that a lot of people will look at and go, you know what, That's that could be very interesting. You've got a guy and Sonny Bill Williams, who we know can take the line on and offload a ball. And what Jack Goodhue has shown in Super Rugby is that he's one of the best line runners going around in centre. He really is very accurate with that part of his offensive game. And defensively, they're both very, very solid. Again, Goodhue, another one who's very accurate in terms of the way he defends the centre position, which is not an easy position to defend. And he's still very young, yet he does it very, very well. So quite an exciting midfield combination. How they're going to operate, though, is going to depend on how the two blokes inside them go in jerseys 9 and 10. I guess that's where a lot of people are probably going, well, you know, what did McKenzie show us against 14? Mm. Um, would they have liked to have seen Moanga? I personally would have liked to have seen that, but they've gone with the experience of the man and the group. And when you think about that controlled environment that we spoke about before with 
uh, Forsyth Bar Stadium. Games are generally played at pace. Who's a guy who's got a fair bit of pace? Damien McKenzie. So maybe it's a sign that the, the All Blacks actually want to really ramp it up another notch again. Because I, I, I think that is the question you're going to be asked this morning uh, when you're at the gym or when you uh, uh, maybe getting some lunch or something like that. Someone's going to go, these Nigel Yard, I'm going to go over and I'm going to go, how come it's not Moonga starting, mate? Because he seems to be the one that, um, I, I guess that's the one that most people have gone, but why haven't we seen him starting? Yeah, and, and I think that that's justified as well because if you make the comparison, you, you, when you think about it, I mean, in terms of super rugby experience at first 5-8, Moanga has more than Damien McKenzie. Damien's only started playing the position this year, whereas Richie's been doing it since the start of his super rugby career. What, to, he's in his third season now, and he's been the starter at a very good Crusaders side. So he's got more super rugby experience in that particular position. When you look at their experience throughout um, provincial rugby. I know Damien's played a fair bit at first five for Waikato, Richie obviously for Canterbury, going back through secondary school. They both played that first five position as well. But in terms of super rugby experience, he, he's got more. Moanga's got more experience at that position than McKenzie, but McKenzie has got more familiarity with what the All Blacks want, having been part of that little subgroup during his time in, in the All Blacks, which is more than what Richie Moanga's is. So, Nigel, how do you see Mawonga getting into this game? Oh, we'll get subbed on for Damien McKenzie. Uh, McKenzie may get shuffled back to fullback, which is what we used to see from uh, Bowden Barrett when they had the likes of an Aaron Cruden on the bench. So I would see him possibly entering the game, or one, if McKenzie were, um, unfortunately, to be injured out of the game like we saw with Bowden Barrett on Saturday night in Wellington, or I would suspect probably around about the 55-minute mark of the second half, all going well. And then Geordie, Geordie to be the extra tallie there in the the midfield to come in, I guess, at 12 and 13, because Ben well, Smith can, can slide the fullback can, as well. Yeah, he can cover 12, 13. Yeah. Um, Rico can cover 12 and 13. Ben Smith can cover, look, numbers 1 through 23. He's that much of a freak. So, you know, they've got you know, they've given themselves a lot of opportunity there or a lot of wiggle room and versatility with the, the backline group that they've made. Nigel, um, Jackson Hemopore becomes uh, the second player. And, it, well, probably the third player, actually, with Shannon Frizzell in there too, Carl uh, Tuinukawafi. These are guys who I think at the start of the year not everyone had in their all-black squads to go straight away. So Jackson, uh, kind of, the, he's, the, he's the latest out of nowhere, although he's not really out of nowhere kind of guy. Tell us about him and and, and why you feel that uh, he was their next cab off the rank. Well, i got to be honest. I actually thought he deserved to be in the All Blacks when they named their initial squad. Myself, um, NATO, I thought he was playing lights out. I thought he was really, really good for the Highlanders, and I just thought he should have been in there, probably ahead of Frizzell. But um, look, what I like about him, motor, size, skill, um, and there's a nice, real, rough, tough edge about him. He's, he's a hard ombre. So for, for mine, I, do, I think he was he was standing out with his performances. Now, you think about the work rates of guys like Tom Franklin and Alex Ainley, and you had a guy like Himapo, who I thought was actually out hustling them. So for me, I was a little surprised he wasn't in there. I think he's just got all black written all over him. Um, he, he's just, as I say, he's got that wonderful mix of the, of the size, the endurance, the skill, got a bit of pace about him. And, and, and to quote, to use the great Scott Robinson quote, he tough, he real tough. <laughs> Nigel Yelton, our rugby editor from Dunedin on Radio Sport.